0: Welcome to the Conscious of a Black Man podcast. I am your host, Damien. And on this show, we'll be pulling back the layers and uncovering the real motives behind our actions. Because let's just keep it real. We as black men have to see the world through a different lens. Everything we do and how we go about doing it plays a huge role in how we are perceived and how we can be treated. I mean, just think about your relationship, your career, your health, your community, and all the other aspects of your life. Take a second and ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Why do you think the way you think? What factors control how you see the world? These are simple questions that have complicated answers. So sit back, relax, and join me as we have an open conversation about the conscience of a black man. Welcome to the Conscious of a Black Man podcast. I'm your host, Damian Forman, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris, and we're ready to get back to, uh, you know, another episode. I think we have a topic today that's going to take it to another level. So how you feeling today?
1: D, what's going on? Right. Man, the conscience of a black man. It's time to get it.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm right Let's here get with it. you. Let's get it. So before we start the episode, I do want to talk about something that I saw recently um, on Instagram with, with Tes- Tesla and um, Elon Musk. He's trying to come out with... Um, is that the guy named Elon Musk? Yeah, you? I think that's his name. That's his name? Uh, okay. I think that's his name. Rich guy. Hey, rich, yeah, rich guy. Rich guy. The guy that, that that's going to tell us Tesla found out that he's coming out with these Tesla bots, where there's, they they almost mimic the movie I Robot with Will Smith, where you know they're going to be able to handle different tasks. You know, if you tell them to go to the grocery store, they'll go to the grocery store, pick up your groceries. You know, they'll they'll do the dishes. You know, they do all these these labor type of jobs. Um, they want to be able to fix cars, want to be able to do manual labor, pretty much. So when I saw that, I immediately thought, like, man, this is crazy. They're going to re- you know, be replacing people's jobs. They-, they might turn on us. We might, we- we might really be living in an I- I- robot type of world. What do you think about it?
1: Unemployment. Damn. <laughs> That's a- hey, look, man. Um, first of all, you can never replace human interaction right right and uh in the human uh element that comes along with uh doing day-to-day activities uh as you mentioned fixing your car you know going to the grocery store there's an element of human contact but um as technology is going to continue to progress i mean that's something that's unstoppable right right i mean we can you can talk about it all day but technology is going to continue to progress and i think uh, as that happens, w- the, the, it's going to be hard for generations following us to find that sweet spot of where the human element, they can let it go and bring in that, you know, artificial intelligence type piece. Mm-hmm. And then when they have to, when that artificial intelligence is inappropriate, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um I don't know, man. I, I you know, I'm on, I'm kind of on the fence with this one because I like technology, I like gadgets, but uh, also, as I mentioned, that that human element is important.
0: Yeah, it is, and I feel like, like you said, unemployment is going to force people to figure out other ways to make money. And I feel like people in my generation that are, you know, in their twenties, thirties, that are starting to have kids, we're we're actually it's going to be on us to actually teach our kids ways to make money instead of it's not going to be just go to college, get a degree, get a job. It's going to be like Okay, what can you do that nobody else can do to make money? Because it used to be, you know, the 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 you know electricians, the the mechanics, those used to be you know trades that you could still pay your bills, but you didn't necessarily have to go to school or 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 get an education with those. It was right. skills that pays the bills. Right. But now robots are, are going to be taking over, and, and you know having those jobs and stocking shelves at grocery stores. I mean, we're we're going to have to elevate our minds to figure out how we can actually make money doing stuff that used to be, you know, specialist type
1: yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel you on that. Um it's 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 going to be tough uh and and there's no way to stop as I mentioned. There's no way to stop technology. You're going to cont- continue to progress and you have to as a society, you have to continue to evolve. People who don't want to evolve usually get left behind, right? Um so I don't know, man. Uh, hey. I, I mean, I like the technology for having things to send them to the moon and stuff like that where, you know, so they can find out what's going on in, on Mars and all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, but I will say, you know, if you look at the news recently, you know, people are starting to get very touchy. And, you know, uh, you, you almost feel be- better sending a robot to their table to take their order who, who has no emotions, right? right? Than sending a human who, you know, gets cursed out and then they feel, you know, so.
0: That's a good point. That's yeah, a very good point. You know,
1: nowadays people are getting, you know, they testy, they, they you know, being closed in from COVID has, has put people on edge. And now when they get to that human element, it's, you know, it's emotional, you so send a robot to the table. You don't have you eliminate that, right? And no mistakes. No mistakes. No mistakes. Yeah, but would you get one? <laughs> would I? Get I know you're not gonna be the first one. To I robot. Them. Hell no, I wouldn't <laughs> be the first one. Um, I robot. Would I get one if they existed? Yes, you will get one. I would for for stuff like cutting my grass, mm-hmm. typing up documents that I have to type up quick. I mean, they probably type a document take me you know thirty minutes. They probably can type it in. Three minutes. Right.
0: The only reason to, to wrap it up. The only reason why I would say I wouldn't get one is just because I know that there was an experiment, or Google, or somebody was working on something where they created robots, and the robots ended up creating a language that people couldn't understand, but they could create with, uh, they could communicate with other robots. Mm-hmm. So they had to shut the whole project down because the robots were communicating with themselves, mm-hmm. and that's you don't know what they're what they're saying. And I feel like if I had one in my house. I don't know, when I'm asleep, I don't know what the thing doing or what it's communicating. Well, well
1: look for. at iRobot, for example. Remember that movie, okay? The, the They started thinking humans are inferior. We're inferior, so we should be in charge.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, artificial intelligence, because they're continue to continuously learning, right? right? They're learning, they're seeing, they're learning, and they're analyzing, and they're like, wait a minute, you're inferior. I'm a robot. I don't make mistakes. Exactly. We should be in charge. Y'all shouldn't be in charge. Exactly. You know, so
0: yeah. But like you said, they're gonna have to draw the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. But let's get into the episode. There's a lot of talk that's been going on that I've this conversation that we're gonna have today, I feel like needs to be talked about in more areas than just, you know, on this podcast. Because I feel like we've gotten to a point in society where I don't wanna call us soft, but we're we're too sensitive to the things that are said about us or about the things that we're doing. And with Dave Chappelle's new comedy show that he came out with and you know you have other people like Kevin Samuel saying, you know, what he believes on relationships. We have all these people. It seems like people are condemned when they share their opinions in the way that's not politically correct or that's not sugar-coated. They say it in a way where this is the law, this is how it should be, this is right, this is wrong. And I feel like now when we're in an age where people are too sensitive and they, don't, they want to feel like everybody's included and everybody has some, some correctness or rightness about what they're doing. The cancel culture thing is what I have an issue with. We're just canceling people who are bold with their statements. Whether they're right or wrong, People are. I feel like we're, we're too sensitive as a, as a culture right now.
1: Man, you know you're getting ready to open up a can of worms with this bullshit right here. Listen, when you say sensitive... I don't know. I don't know if I, I would say sensitive. I had, where my problem comes in at is when everyone cannot have an opinion, right? And that goes kind of to your point about being politically correct or cancel culture or things of that sort. Um, we should be able to have an opinion and have dialogue, and then we go away being friends, but just friends of different opinions.
0: Right. Agree to disagree.
1: Right. And, and it shouldn't impact us. We, uh, when you say society, what are we supposed to do? Our leaders do that. Right? All our political leaders, all they do is bicker. They, you know, go back and forth. You know, we can't we can't meet in the middle. COVID, you know, I hate to keep bringing COVID up, but it's a very relevant point because uh, I think people being shed in and being forced to fight for tissue and all that other stuff have right. called people, caused people to be uh, a little more on edge at times. So, I, you know, I don't know, man. We got to find a middle ground. You know, we go into barbershops. We go into basketball courts and things of that sort. And we have conversations uh, with men all the time. We disagree. Uh, and then we leave. And then we could show up at the barbershop, you know, two weeks later, and everybody's cool. I, I, I just would like to see that come back.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And the whole opinion thing, I feel like people forget what an opinion actually is. And it's just something that you view from your perspective. And when you try to kill somebody's whole career over something that they said over an opinion that they didn't say was law and an opinion, that's where my problem comes in that Just because I say um, that person may not look good or I don't they're not attracted to me that shouldn't I shouldn't be condemned for that just because that's my taste, that's my opinion.
1: But you gotta uh, you know when you have an opinion, it, it has to be an educated opinion. What I mean by that is, you referred to David Chappelle, uh, Chappelle the special, mm. uh, the closer. Um, what I didn't have a problem with, either side, right? People, as you mentioned, had their own opinion. What I had a problem with was the people that were arguing who didn't even watch the whole special. That's the problem right there for Context. me. Context, Right. If you you automatically should be exempt from having an opinion, I don't care what your beliefs are, if you haven't watched the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing.
0: Th- those people are the ones that usually take it personal. They're not even focused on what's being said or the context like we talked about. It's just they feel personally attacked just because of the words that were used. And I feel like we, we can't really get to the root of issues that's going on in America right now because we're taking everything personal. It's like when you argue with somebody, if you're taking it personal, not really going or thinking about the, the subject at hand, you're not really grasping the, what the problem really is. You're just so concerned with the words and how the tone and wh- you know what's being said, but not in in regards to what is being said about.
1: Right. Uh, I'll give you a good example. Everybody in the in communities now are everybody is familiar with next door and how it works in the, with communities, right? And you know your community log on. Are you familiar with next door? Right. Where you yeah. s-
0: like somebody lost their dog. It's yeah. A, everybody yeah. in the
1: community is logged on. You yeah. can see you know. That house, you know, so on. and um, a a lady came on uh, a couple of weeks ago on next door, and she said something, uh, you know, kind of it was innocent, but it was just something that irked her about people parking on grass in the common area or something along those mm-hmm. lines. And people just took it in and just ran. You don't run this. You don't. You ain't in charge. You don't. And uh, the whole point of it, of her point, was I just won't our community be beautiful, right? I just want to be beautiful. I want to stay, you know, looking good and everything. People took it and ran with it.
0: Right. But again, missing the point. And the thing that I like about that I feel like I'm actually lucky um, to have had in my life were different father figures, mentors that actually, you know, kind of raised me and told me, you know, how I should do certain things, how I should go about doing certain things. And to be honest, there was millions of conversations, I didn't like how they talked to me or came to me about it. I didn't like the words that were used, what names they would call me. But at the end of the day, when I actually thought about what they were saying and what they were trying to get me to see from their point of view, I was like, okay, I got it. I see where you're coming from. Let me adjust my, my, the way I'm going about it. And I feel like now people forget, like I said, the, the point of it all and just worrying about what is said, but not the, the reference or the context of how we can be better if you just go about things a different way.
1: Well, I mean, this is the, the the substance and the base of of this podcast, right? The conscience of a black man. Right. Right. We we understand and I think a lot of people in society understand that it's important to have men in men's life, boys' life early on. Um, we all know that this is not a every every scenario is not perfect and right. you know, you're not gonna everybody's not gonna have the perfect household with the white picket fence, but it's important that you allow men to have masculine energy inserted into bo- little boys' lives because men interpret things differently. And even what I'm saying right now, somebody will interpret it the wrong way, right? And when bo- men understand competitiveness, right? Men want to be competitive to a certain extent, not to a destructive ex- extent, mm-hmm. Um there was a, a segment, I can't remember wh- who said it or, or where I saw it, but they were talking about the uh, mothers who was getting on the coaches because their kids weren't getting any playing time, right? If your son is not the best guy on the team, everybody can play, cannot. Right. But you have to understand the, the, the essence of being a part of a team is about the overall goal. Right. Not about your one individual goal. Your individual goals should be secondary to whatever the team goal is. Right. We've lost sight of that. And I think that is something that masculinity needs to be reinserted into our community to emphasize everybody don't get a damn trophy. Right. It just it don't work that way. Right. You got to have a first, you got to have a second, you got to have a third. It's important. Why is it important? Because that person who got third place or didn't get a place at all, they know how it feel. And they're gonna go in there and bust their ass to get to the first place. But if everybody get a trophy, then it's commonplace. Right. And so now I got a trophy, even though I wasn't uh kicking ass, you know, on the off season. I just but I got a trophy so I don't have to work hard on off season. Because right. everybody get a trophy.
0: Yeah, and it sends the wrong message, too. I mean, not just in sports, but in life. Now you think all you got to do is cause a fuss in the workplace and I'm going to get that position or I'm going to get promoted or I'm going to get a rave. It don't work like that. If you're not, if your results aren't showing, they're not. The, 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 corporate America isn't going to give you a rave. You know, your business isn't going to um, excel if you just yell at people to buy your stuff. Like It's not going to work like that. So I feel like it's, it's a greater lesson that needs to be taught early about how you actually need to put in the work to get what you want out of life. And sometimes you you may work 100 and put in 120% and it still may not work out for you. But at least you know you did everything you could, you put your best foot forward in an effort to go after your goals.
1: And there are always lessons in failures. And you can even uh, equate some situations, not all, cuz what the things we talk about is never all, right? Right, right. You can equate some situations to a person's inability to take a L and then come back the next day.
0: That's that's an underrated attribute, d- doing what you just said, being able. And, and, and I know this from personal experience. I'll give you an example of doing door-to-door. After doing door-to-door, you know, and, and I took a job. I had a job where I was doing um, inside sales, where I was calling people. And I would have coworkers. They would get upset when, you know, they would get hung up on and things like that. But in my mind, I was happy when they hung up because – getting hung up on is nowhere near as bad as somebody slamming a door in your face. Mm. So mm. and and then not, not just getting one door slamming your face. You go to one uh, one uh, door, you go to their neighbor get slammed on. Then you go to the next neighbor and they slam the door in your face. And it's like that that's gonna that's gonna affect you in some certain type of way. So it kind of gave me thicker skin to to not be afraid of. Failing or how I'm viewed as fa- uh, as a failure to other people because I mean they still you see you on the street laughing at you pointing at you the kids laughing at you I mean so it's just like failure it, it builds thick skin and, not, and like you said it it gives you a you you learn more from it
1: so 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 you know we you and I we we watch podcasts all of the time and we watch hundreds of podcasts mm-hmm. to see what topics are being discussed and that kind of thing in in, in preparation for. Uh, this podcast, right? right? I actually watched a podcast uh, last week, uh, and I'm not going to call it out, but there was a young lady on there, and she actually said, I mean, my, 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 my skin cringed when she said it. She said, I always want the easy route. I want to always be comfortable. Mm. I was like, mm, 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 mm. you can never grow if you're always comfortable. You will never get to the next level if you're always in the comfort zone. In fact, when you go to the gym, if you ask anybody successful, they will always tell you, stay uncomfortable. Don't, don't get complacent because when you get complacent, you know that's when steps start falling apart.
0: Or you fall into an illusion. And this is something I, I personally deal with or got to keep reminding myself is the illusion of being ready. Because you, you never know if you're ready or not until you actually get in the situation. I mean, there's there's certain things you got to have in place, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's an illusion to be a hundred percent
1: ready for right, something. right, right. In in other words, if, if somebody approaches you and you have never faced that before, you won't know how to respond. Or the illusion that you're doing okay, so there's I don't need to go to the next level. Yeah. So you're you're like you're you're looking at your next door neighbor. And they struggling, and they, you know, you like, well, they driving a Nissan. I got a Mercedes, so I'm good. I, I don't have to. I don't have to put no extra. I don't have to put no extra work in. I can just coast along. And if you do that, I'm not gonna call the people out because they might not want to be called up. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you the scenario. So it's, it's this young man that I know. He went to college, and uh, he had a sister, and his sister was one year ahead of him. Right now. This young brother was always considered smart. In fact, he had a high IQ, you know, he had an IQ exam where they rated him like da-da-da-da-da, you know, had a photographic memory. All this was confirmed, you know. And so education was kind of easy to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he see it one time, boom, boom, boom. So his sister goes off to college, right? A year later, he goes off to college. They're at the same college. She's a couple. She's a year ahead, but because he's so advanced, he's in all her classes. Right. <laughs> he's in the same classes because, you know, they like, you know, so he's in all, all her classes. But here's the thing. The whole time her work ethic was, I got to grind. I'm an average student. I got to grind to get out of college. His mentality was, I ain't got to do shit because <laughs> I saw it and I know it. And I go in here. So look, they in the same class. They go, they keep going, going to the same class and um, they get this big exam come up. Right. She studies. Weeks right for this exam, he parties the whole time. He's at every frat party, getting it. Mm. <laughs> N- no sleep, three four days up at the student center. You know, at the cafeteria. That's all he is doing. You know, hanging out. Time come for the exam. She passed. You know, with a C. He ace it. Right. She is devastated. Like I did everything. You know, da 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 da. But fast forward twenty years later, she is in a higher position. And he is still struggling because her her work ethic is boom boom boom. I gotta go get it. I gotta go get it. His work ethic is I don't need no work e- e- ethic because I'm hey I got it. Yeah, you the man. You, <laughs> you know. And so yeah, man, you gotta have you gotta keep continue have that eye of the tiger, man. Some of the young people ain't gonna know what that song is. That's an old song.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hit song. We know that. <laughs> we, we know that
1: one. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you got to continue to have the eye of the tiger man. I you know it's, it's it's my opinion you have to have the eye of the tiger until they put you in the ground. That's my opinion. You know some people like I want to retire. I don't think you should. You know I never I never see um I bet you Elon Musk he never retires.
0: I, yeah, I agree with you. I do you know,
1: the, the, the 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 big dogs they never retire. They they continue working, they continue coming up with ideas, they continue moving their company forward, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old um Doctors very seldom retire. Lawyers very seldom retire. You know? Yeah, they
0: find a thing to keep their mind working. That, yeah. That's what I'm afraid of, actually. Not not just, you know, not having the money to retire, but one thing that that gets me is, like, I don't want my mind to stop working. So I feel like in order for my mind to continue to, to turn gears, I have to have something that, that forces me to think and work and... So I, you know, I'm like you. I plan on not retiring, but just doing things. I want to get to a point where I don't have to do anything. Right, I can just right. do what I'm interested in. Right. And put all my my time into that. Right.
1: I think we've been. I think we have. We, when I say we, I say I mean society. I think society was sold a bill of goods. We were sold. We fell for the okie doke. Right. Like get to 65, get the watch, sit on the rocking chair. You can go fishing anytime. Yeah, that sounds good. But after three months of doing that shit every day, you like this. I got to do something, right? Right? And so you gotta, you gotta. I mean, you know, you know, you might want to take a break from your regular job, but like you say, you gotta find something because your your brain is a muscle, right? Right. Yeah. And you every muscle needs to be exercised, and if you're not exercising that brain, you know, to its fullest fullest capacity, it's like every other muscle. You know, you have to put as that muscle gets stronger, you have to put additional weight on it right, to make it stronger or stronger. If you keep using the same old 20-pound dumbbells, that muscle will never get big, right?
0: Well, you said something that kind of put something in my mind when you just gave the example about the two people that went to college, and one is kind of, um, doing a little struggling right now. Do you think, or did that individual? I don't know if he if he did or not. Have anybody that was talking to him saying, "Hey, you might want to, even though you're 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 excelling right now, you need to develop good habits." Was that was was that going on at that time?
1: I think there were individuals, but not those dominant individuals where he take it serious.
0: Because I, I was thinking about what I said earlier about how I had you know mentors, father figures in my life, telling me things, and I didn't necessarily like the way they told me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. People in my generation or younger, I feel like they may not get the message because of the tone that's being used. I feel like a lot of society is that way. So, do you think people should spend you know a little bit of time, maybe it's counseling or reading books, to actually learn how to communicate better with people? Because, like I said, a lot of people are so focused. You asking on the what's wrong
1: person <laughs> that wrong question. You already know what the hell I'm gonna say, and, and I ain't gonna say it over here because I.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I feel like a big part of life, whether it's in business, personal life, friends, family, a big part of it is learning how to effectively communicate. So if people spend more time trying to figure out how to deliver a message for the other person to understand it, it may cancel out or stop people from being canceled.
1: Okay, I'll use this for example. i use myself. I have had to learn how to tone my conversations down with the younger generation. My normal way of communicating um, that was communicated to me when I was growing up, and you know, taught me is not effective in this day and age, <laughs> right? That I, I'll, I, so I'll say it that way. I can't, so I can't. I have had to go back to the to the drawing board, right, and actually reinvent my communication skills to make sure that I'm effective with the younger generation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, yes, to answer your question directly. Yes, people, people of my generation or older probably do need to brush up on their communication skills if they are open to changing. But, you know, once you get to a certain age, you ain't changing certain people. Right, right, right. You know, they like this, man. You know, I, just, I don't give a damn what you say, you know, youngster. So but, I think it's a give and take on both sides.
0: Right, yeah, that's true. But then again, when, when I think about it, though, just to play devil's advocate, isn't that what's causing the problem now? Maybe we have been trying to tone our tone, the way we talk to our kids or or talk to people now. And now every time uh, D- Dave Chappelle goes on stage or a rapper goes on stage or or, or somebody that's a celebrity says something, we get been out of shape about it and want to cancel them.
1: Yeah. Uh. uh yup. 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 Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's both ways. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. Yep. There needs nope. to be a little give and take. I, I don't know.
1: Yep. I don't know. Nope. You hit the head. You hit the, the 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 nail on the head. There is an element now where we are, um, we we take everything personally, right? Instead of taking it as a learning, um, a learning piece. Uh, and everybody, will, everybody wants to be heard now. That's the thing social media has kind of brought to the table, right? It gives everybody the ability to be heard regardless of your understanding of the situation or the or the, the topic, right? That's dangerous,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's dangerous because now you have people who may not be quite apt at a, sim- a certain thing comment on pieces that they may not have understood in the first place, right? Right.
0: Right. So, what I would say, my 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 advice would be to not take it so personal and focus on the objective at hand. And I like what you said a few few weeks ago on our on our mentor um call. It was like, you know, when when times are hard, you know, people in order to get on the other side of the, the adversity is you have to be tough as well. And when things aren't tough anymore, people can get softer, they can get more lax, causing people in general to just be be softer. Yeah. So, you know, in summary, to, to, in life, don't wish things were easier. You know, wish you were better.
1: Yeah, I like that. Don't, yeah. don't always go for the easy because it's not going to get easy. Um, if you really are striving to be great, right, you're really striving to be the elite of the elite, it is going to be very, very hard, and it's going to be times where you're going to get, I mean, depressed. I was watching, um, I can't remember who it was. But I was watching somebody the other day, uh, somebody famous, and they were talking about uh, when they went through like the lowest part of their life. Mm. And, you know, they were so de- they were depressed, depressed, and down and out. You know, they were lonely. N- but it, they said nobody knew, right? I, I still got in there and grind and did my grind and and dealt with my grind and everything. And then things got better. So things will always get better. Yeah, right. Things will always get better as long as you. You stay in the grind, and, and I know we're trying to close this one out, but the one thing that I've, I've always told you, and I tell uh, younger men that I come into contact with, especially with our mentor- mentorship program, is I don't care who you are. You have to have a mentor. you got to find somebody that you can go to to talk about stuff, right? I mean, that that's not going to be opinionated. But you know, and they, and they're gonna cut it to you real. They're gonna cut it straight to the meat. You know, you gonna tell them. They're gonna be like, you know, you all effed up. But, <laughs> right. but they, you gotta be able to. You gotta have a mentor. So get a mentor in your life. And if you're if you're lucky enough, like me, have three or four mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, a mentor for every occasion, which I I have. Right. That's, that would be my recommendation to anybody.
0: Yes, sir. Well. We want to thank y'all for tuning in once again to the Conscience of a Black Man podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts, so go follow us on Instagram at Conscience of a Black Man, as well on, uh, as on Facebook, same name, Conscience of a Black Man. And remember, everything we are saying here, we're not saying that we're right. We're not saying that you're wrong. This is just an open conversation from a Conscience of a Black Man.